As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. An African-American woman could have served on the Supreme Court 20 years ago, except for the fact that Democrats filibustered a qualified African-American woman, Judge Janice Rogers Brown. Indeed, if members of this committee were asked to raise your hand, have you ever filibustered a qualified African-American woman in order to prevent her from going to the U.S. Supreme Court? Three hands would go up. Not on this side of the aisle, but the three most senior Democrats would all be obliged to raise their hand. Also, Joe Biden, if he's at home watching this on C-SPAN, Joe Biden would raise his hand as well. Chuck Schumer would raise his hand as well. True story. Although I will say it's not that they filibustered her. It's that they threatened to filibuster her. That's that's the that's the big thing. They. uh had threatened to do it. Remember, that was when Joe Biden was on. Uh, I forget what he, he was doing. An, oh, he was doing a press conference when he was still senator. And he went out and he was speaking to the press and he said that he would filibuster. So, I mean, close. Oh, it, it, he's right in theory, but and they all would have. So because they had voted for her just to go to D.C. Circuit prior. Welcome to the show. It's. Monday, we got another week to get through, ladies and gentlemen. And it's a beautiful day in tech. No, it's not. It rained last night. And and we're all like, was it second winter? We don't know. We have no idea what's happening. But it looks nice where you all are, where everybody else is. It looks nice. So we got a number of things to jump into today because the ongoing uh, back and forth SCOTUS confirmation. I'm not going to bore you with all the dumb details. That little bitty minute stuff. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, oh, well, this person did had this particular. I, I'll tell you the big stuff that the the titles of the chapters that you need to know, because as I've said, I thought, and by the way, welcome Dana last year. I thought that she was pretty much considering the makeup of the Senate, considering that this doesn't actually change the makeup of the court i i really did i really thought that it was going to be kind of a shoo-in for democrats because there's so many other things that republicans can save their political capital with people like joe manchin and others for and i really thought that it would be a lot easier than that and then there were two things some of her past because look, honestly, I'm going to be real with you. A lot, every single one of us talking, unless we're 60 years old, we don't know her record until we look it up. 
every everybody out there that you see on TV, all these pundits, my me too, me included. We were not at all. I had heard her name before, but I knew nothing about her record. So I went and I looked everything up. Just that's what everybody else does. And there were some of her really bad cases, her really bad sen- sentencing, which we're going to get into. That coupled with her refusal to define what a woman was, that to me invalidates her. And the child sentencing thing, and I touched on that briefly because it was more about a minimum mandatory. And this is where you're going to see a lot of conservatives and a lot of people on the right split with um, a lot of the capital L libertarians because capital L libertarians aren't focusing on the nature of the case. They're focusing on, which I get, they're being very uh, clinical, I guess you could say about it, and specifically only looking at sentencing and how sentencing keeps getting, you know, worse. Because it wasn't just these particular like hor- horrific child rape cases uh, that it affects. There's a number of others in that particular category of offenses. I get what they're saying. I think they're wrong, and I think that you have to make exceptions for crimes that are so heinous like this. That being said, her inability to define what is or isn't a woman is troublesome just because you're going to have title. Nine, you're going to have, I mean, Kane, don't you think that at some point, the whole men competing in women's sport, I don't see how that doesn't at some point, you already have lawsuits. How is that not going to be before Supreme Court at some point? Right. No, I agree. And she would have to adjudicate that. How do you adjudicate a case like that? Men competing in women's sports when you can't even define and you won't. It's not that she can't. It's that she won't. She knows what a woman is because she uses the term with ease describing herself and her mother and every other woman in her cases, whether she knows them personal, personally or not. It's that she's trying so hard to to show this this gesture of fealty to the far progressive left. She's playing politics where it concerns law and you shouldn't do that this is one of the reasons why i hate the way these confirmation hearings go because these these confirmation hearings aren't really they're not based on any kind of real legitimate intellectual honesty they're not because if they were you would have democrats saying okay you know what this is pretty screwed up you seriously can't even define what a woman is aren't these supposed to be the big feminists of the day these democrats Aren't these the ones who were like equal pay and all this other stuff? And, you know, they taught they champion abortions, right? Abortion right rights. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm telling you what they're supporting. Well, how can you do that? Because they're all gendered based. How can you talk about Title 19 protections when they list as a prohibition of protection? It's it's predicated upon the basis of sex. How how are you able to adjudicate cases on that when you when you're rejecting? And here's the other problem years decades a century of 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 criminal uh, of discriminatory jurisprudence to rewrite it based on politics that's not based on any kind of intellectual honesty that's that's politics and then you have the people screaming at the moderate senators to go as far as the far left senators it's just it's nuts okay a couple of other things The White House says, I don't even want to read this headline, that climate change could cost the U.S. budget $2 trillion a year by the end of the century. What? So what they're saying, off, it's OBM, Office of uh, Management and Budget Assessment, and they were asked by the president last May, 
they found the upper range of climate change hit, climate change hit to the budget by the end of the century it could be like seven point cent annual revenue loss equal to two trillion today in today's dollars. They say floods and drought and heat and wildfires and hurricanes. So everybody keeps talking about um, Lake Powell. I I think Lake Powell's beautiful. By the way, have you ever seen the movie The Wraith? It's actually flippin' amazing. I'm going to give you some movie and show show suggestions. I think I'm going to start doing that because everybody, I have weird taste though. But the stuff that I'm going to recommend to you is not woke because I have a tolerance of like two seconds for that. Have you ever seen The Wraith? It has uh, Gina Rowland's son, who's a director, Nick Cassavetes, Nat Cassavetes in it, before he became a big-time director. He's the bad guy. Charlie Sheen is in it. He's the good guy. Sherilyn Finn is the, like, heroine, right? She's the damsel in distress. It's a great... And it's all about cars and wrecking them and racing, and it's actually a really cool movie, but it's all based in Arizona. And they go to Lake Powell at one point. They're like, they go and they hang out. That's like where all the kids go after school, right? Anyway, it made me think of that movie. You should watch it. My kids watched it. They thought it was pretty cool. So Lake Powell, you know, every Instagram influencer in North America goes to Lake Powell to have pictures of the bend and all, you know, like the, where it curves around one of the rocks and everyone's like, oh my gosh, look at how much Lake Powell has dried up. Can you look, you believe how, how much Lake Powell has dried up? It's because of the drought with the climate change. It's because specifically of that. It's so bad. And you see all these pictures before and after. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the lake is down. Like a ridiculous amount. It was man-made. It was created when they put the dam up. And that's your, bit, that's your first problem. Because it was created then. And then you, you have a number of different areas growing in population. You have people who are maybe perhaps not managing their resources, their water resources well. And that's caused, that's like contributed to a huge drain. Their lake, it's apparently about to drop below a critical level never before seen. And everyone says that it's completely and entirely all because of climate change. Except it's not. Apparently it has only one working boat ramp left. I've always wanted to go boating on Lake Powell. But the problem is they were going to they it was created because of what Glen Canyon Dam. And they said that it's going to drop below the level needed to generate power at the dam if they don't, you know, try to figure something else out. So you're in a desert. You created a lake. Everybody's using too much damn water. Maybe you should have looked at your city planning a little bit more, but it's climate change. That's what you're telling me. Doesn't seem to be. This is the stuff I'm talking about. Nobody questions this. <clears throat> they go in their little committees. And they're like, it's because of this. No questions asked. And then let's allocate $2 trillion. I want to know what this is. They said that the federal government could spend about $25 billion to $128 billion annually on expenditures like coastal disaster relief, flood, and you know all this other stuff. You know one of the reasons why? There's increase in damages on coastal areas when you have hurricanes come in because you have more people living there. You have more structures there. You have more tourists there. 
because it's more expensive when a storm happens, that's not because of climate change. That's because of urban sprawl. Do we not know how to like how to actually think these things through? I'm just stunned. When I was a little kid, I thought everybody, all the adults were smart. And as I got older and became an adult myself, I learned that most people are stupid. I mean, you guys aren't, but everyone who's not us is. See what I'm saying? We have a lot more on the way to get to. So here's what else I have for you. I'm, I'm trying to really monitor my schadenfreude about this. Because I've learned my lesson before. Elon Musk, like overnight, literally, became Twitter's largest shareholder. Remember when he said that Twitter needed a shakeup? And that he was considering doing something about it. And everyone assumed, myself included, like, I guess he's going to start another another platform. I'm so glad he didn't because all these other platforms suck. True Social, I'm sorry, it sucks. True Social is not a good platform. Getter's like the best one out there. I'm being real with you. It just, it sucks. I can't, I know I can't access it. If there's any account on there being me, it's not me. I'm not even on it. I can't even get on it. I can't even access it. If there are people out there posting on True Social as me, it is not me. Uh, Getter is decent. Parlor's so damn clunky, I can barely look at it. Uh, Gab is a hot mess. So what he's doing, he took a 9.2% stake in Twitter. He is now the, the Twitter's largest shareholder. He probably, like Stanstad, has to wheel his you know beans around in a wheelbarrow when he walks into Twitter's next shareholder meeting. This is so fun. We're going to talk about this. Also, why is Amy Schumer famous for being a comedian? I need to just talk about this for a minute because there's an issue that came up. We got uh, some gender stuff. Border guards have to use politically correct pronouns now, and I can't. I'm done. Let's just call it a week, okay? If you're listening to my show, then I know that you believe it's your right to keep and bear arms. More than 100 million Americans identify as firearm owners, and in 2021, there were more than 3 million new gun owners in the United States. Silencer Shop is the number one source for suppressors in the U.S. They're a Texas-based company founded in 2010 with a focus on outstanding customer service. Dedication to customers are just one of the reasons that they're ranked 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and that's over 25,000 reviews. They had one core belief that guns don't have to be loud. The silencer shop kiosk makes the NFA process easy for your suppressor, SBR, or any NFA item that you'd form for. By tapping into silencer shop for your ATF eForm 4, you'll get your can in your hands faster than ever and expect to get it within 90 days. Check out YouTube and Instagram at silencer shop or visit silencershop.com and you'll experience silencer ownership simplified. Don't forget to check out their apparel as well. That's silencer shop.com and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech i was just talking to kane about this i finally because i checked it yesterday and it was like your number five 17 million and something actually it's a little legit what it was so i was checking this yet i just now opened it and i finally finally got thrown into a social finally so but here's the thing two key Executives, they they work in tech. They quit because the the launch was apparently so troublesome. And apparently, there's still like a ton more other people that are waiting. Uh, they because this has been like a year now, and they said that uh, I and I can only imagine it's because they're trying to execute stuff and it's getting hung up and I don't know what. But they said that they were they were have been a number of reasons. They said they had app for iPhones, but not for Android, which is like over forty percent of the market. They have been trying to get an engineer to build one. 
Um, but they said apparently they were upset over the Rocky launch. I want it to do well. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm just going to be straight with you. I, if it worked well, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want it to not work well. But the rollout has been rough, dude. Uh, also, U.S. has seized yachts owned by an oligarch with close ties to Putin. I think you, you all and I, we can all like handle this yacht for the government, right? While, you know, just like put it in our safekeeping. Well, you know what I mean? Like we'll make sure that, you know, we'll we'll take it out every now and then so it doesn't get rusty, right? But they seized, uh, they seized this yacht. They've been taking everybody's yachts, all these Russian people's yachts. Uh, it is among Victor Vexelberg, a billionaire and ally of Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin. Uh, also, Hungary's Viktor Orban won another term in office. Now, he beat the guy who legit was on Twitter two days ago professing his love for Hillary Clinton. And Obama's going back to the White House to celebrate health care reform. There's some speculation that it's to boost Joe. We're going to talk about that as well coming up. Stick with us. If there's only one word to remember about Keltec, it's innovation. A privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one-of-a-kind American-made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market. They innovate new ones, including the new P-15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol. The P-15 is Keltec's first Striker Fire handgun and is the lightest and thinnest of its kind. Featuring a totally unique patent-pending extended magazine, the P-15 Pistol's other features include fiber optic front sight and adjustable rear, ambidextrous safety and magazine release, as well as a gator grip texture that increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling. The P-15 is fun on the range, but it's definitely great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol and all other Keltec weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's K E L T E C weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative, quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltecweapons.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Something else I'm not supposed to say. Ain't but two genders. <laughs> WRL out there, they got they licking their pencils right now, trying to write fierce as they can. Get every word of this here. Get every word of this. You can go to the doctor and get cut up. You can go down to the dress shop and get made up. You can go down there and get drugged up. But at the end of the day, you were just a drugged up, dressed up, made up, cut up, man or woman. You ain't changed what God put in you, that DNA. You can't transcend God's creation. I don't care how hard you try. Oh, oh my gosh. That's Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, Mark Robinson. You all remember him? First off, welcome back to the show. Happy Monday. Dana Lash here with you. If you're watching on the uh, sidebar, the simulcast of the radio show, I don't know what the hell's going on with my hair. So just roll with it. It's everywhere. It's like, it's, I don't know. I'm giving up right now. So just ignore it. If it slaps me, if we fight, you know, just ignore it. That's, that's Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, Mark Robinson. Now you remember when he got up and he was talking at, uh, what was it? It was a town hall, wasn't it? 
Yeah, he was. Um, he got up and was speaking at a town hall meeting. And because he he had enough, he was just like so many other people out there. He was done. He had had so he had, had enough. And now he's lieutenant governor. I love that booming. It's kind. Of, it's a little bit the affectation. Now y'all don't be hitting on me on this because I was raised Baptist. So shh. Cain, it's that Southern Baptist preacher speaking technique. Women can do it too. They're just not as good because we don't have that lower, you know, baritone. Boy, he was making the support beams in that building shake with his voice. I loved it. Oh, he's such a great speaker. He really is where he was placed. He really, and he's doing, he's doing what he needs to do. I, uh, I like Mark Robinson. I had the pleasure of meeting him. When did I meet him? I guess in Nashville sometime. Yeah, I had him on the show, but I met him before, too, and uh, in person. And uh, he's a super nice guy, super nice guy. I was, I was uh, with uh, DTJ, Donald Trump Jr., and we were in Nashville. And um, we hadn't had lunch, uh, us with Kim and everybody had lunch earlier in the day, and, and I met him after when we came in the lobby. Super nice guy, jo- full of joy. But he's right. He's right. I mean, I was sharing you the story last week of the mom who, when was this? Was it, did I say it was it 2018, 2019, 2020? The mom that got arrested because she let her 14-year-old babysit her siblings. And some Karen across the street was like, oh my gosh, 14-year-old, a home alone with the kids. And was freaking out and everything. Um, but you can't do that, but. You know, if your kid wanted to be like, hey, can you give me a bunch of hormones? And can I have some, you know, totally elective surgery? It's totally fine. Can't go get your ears pierced at Claire's Boutique in the mall. Well, that's your parent or guardian. But, hey, if you want, you know, to get you some elective surgery, get you some more. Do you not see, like, how crazy this is? If things just went by logic, the world would be just such a better place. (sighs) All right. Speaking of this, I got to get to some of this other stuff with you guys. I cannot anymore. That's just too much for little old me. So the new story out is that border agents are being encouraged to use politically correct pronouns. Actually not encouraged, they're being told. It is a new requirement that was included in this announcement. You remember this announcement came out last week? We talked about it. An announcement from Homeland Security. And it was about changes instituted on International Trans Day of Visibility. Okay, stay with me here because we've got to have a sidebar. Kane, we had the International Day of Trans Visibility last week. And so uh, the other day it was the International Asexual Day. Oh, no, that's coming still. What? I don't know. And then apparently there are literally... A whole bunch of flags that we're supposed to know. Correct? I, it's, oh my gosh, there's so many things that have been just newly created. So you had the Transgender Day of Visibility, and then now you got the International Asexual Day. Uh, there is a, this, this is nonsense. So there's like a new identity created every day. So I don't even know what, I'm not making this up. This is like a graphic that people put out. So it's called the ACE Spectrum. 
How many of you have just now heard about this? Well, I mean earlier, but... So you have asexual, no sexual attraction is experienced. Flag used to identify... Do you have to have a flag? Can we stop with the giving everybody a flag? Well, I like peanut butter and chocolate. I like peanut butter, but not chocolate. Oh my gosh! Are we giving every damn person a flag? Everybody. I like Purell. I like the the non-brand version of germ gel, anti-germ gel. I get a different flag. Everyone gets their own flag. You don't get your own flag. You can have your own walk-on song, but you don't get your own flag. There's certain things that you get your own of. You know what I'm saying? Having a flag. Everybody gets a flag. Why? Nobody even knows what the hell it is because it's like less than 1% of the population. You're flying something for less than 1% of the population so you can pretend to get all, you know, mad and bitchy because someone doesn't know what your little flag is. Oh my gosh, how dare you? I'm invisible. No, you just, we don't know what the hell this is. You have asexual, no sexual attractions experience. Kane, the flag used for this identity is the A, and to represent this is black, gray, white, and purple. Okay, so demisexual is if you have just a little, demi little bit of sexual attraction, but only once a deep emotional bond occurs. That's demisexual. And that means the little black is the triangle on the left side, and then it's white, purple, gray. Then there's the gray sexual. They experience attraction rarely, weakly, or ambiguously, and that's purple, gray, white, gray, purple. Then there's ace flux, quisexual, cage sexual, Frasexual, agiosexual, and autosexual. What? Autos. What? It's like a joke now. And I feel really. You can laugh at this because it's ridiculous. So, to my point, excuse me. Our border agents in the announcement at the Homeland Department of Security. The changes were instituted on international trans staff visibility. And they said, the agency said, quote, facilitating effective communication at U.S. ports of entry and beyond. CBP has provided a job aid and memorandum to all staff that will serve as a guide for facilitating effective communication with diverse public CBP services, including... LGBTQI, whatever the, oh my gosh, individuals. The guidance using includes using gender-neutral language and an individual's self-identified pronouns and name, end quote. Um, don't you think they kind of got a lot to do? I mean, they've been, they were using their own money just a bit ago to buy diapers for babies that were thrown over the Rio by coyotes. I mean, do you think maybe during the times that they're not being fired at with 50 cows from across the river and they're not trying to make sure that children aren't are being ex, aren't, are being exploited by the adults that claim that they're theirs and they're really not, but they're coming over because they don't want to get deported immediately. Do you think maybe, just maybe we could forego the whole pronoun thing? Also, can I also add this? Pretty sure that most of the people coming across the border don't buy into this. And also, they're probably just trying to get across the damn river and drown and not be like, but my pronouns are. Right? 
I mean, have you seen the chaos at the border? So this is what the left does. Instead of, okay, guys, everyone calm down. You know what would solve this is a calm, orderly entry. Instead of doing that, this is what the left is doing. Everybody calm down. We really need to focus on making sure we're using the correct pronouns here, okay? So like you, Mr. Border Agent, when you're on your horse and you're like whipping people, they're called reins. Whatever the things that you have with the horse, um, when you're there on the banks of the river and with your horse, with the things with it, maybe can you like, while you're screaming at people to not cross, can you maybe say, also, what is your preferred pronoun in Spanish? Unless they look like they're, they're not Spanish and they're coming in from Europe because a lot of people are now starting to, you know, some other people are starting to do that. Just, you know, it would be really helpful. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Bye. I'm helping. This is the Ralph from the Simpsons version of I'm helping. Oh my gosh, you guys. For real. And now, and because you know TSA, now people can choose X as their gender. And aren't they coming out with like new little, I want to know about the machines. They said they're reducing the number of pat downs. I can't tell you how many times I've been pat down. I have raised fits in more airports than, because I would just be like singled out of line. I, almost every single time I flew, I would be singled. And they're like, do you want to go back to this room? I'm like, nope, you're going to molest me right here in front of everybody. And I mean, for real, they did. And it would be sexual assault anywhere else. It's only it's not sexual assault, though, if you can say you're a government agent. <laughs> it's okay if it's TSA. It's okay, it's okay if it's TSA. But they're, uh, weren't they talking about having um, the machines not look at your bits, however that happens? I want to make sure that my lady parts are protected. Ma'am, it's ma'am! I'm, I'm pretty sure it doesn't need to be kept a secret. We, can all, we all know. Jeez. So this machine can tell when talking? I'm just saying, isn't that what, oh my gosh. Going you on? said it. Because. Could it? Was, going to take some technology for that <laughs> bravo my friend Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> i don't know this is also i don't know i just i can't this is all just so ridiculous i just guys i can't man we're just gonna <laughs> whoo now uh i still need to get to we're running out of time i need to get to this new york city official this woman made me mad. Now, they've tried cleaning it up, and I'm going to talk about that, too, coming up, because, I, you know, you need to know every update. But her name is Dr. Michelle Morse. She is the first medical officer at NYC's Department of Health, and she was tweeting about the expansion of a new citywide birth equity initiative. Okay, sidebar. I was watching the show, which is actually kind of woke, like way woke and super political, but whatever. It's, but it's called Upload. And Juan knows because he's been watching this. Have you been watching it? So there's one point when they're like, you know, the guy or the girl could carry the baby. And the guy's like, I'm sorry, what? How does that happen? And he's like, well, where does? And they go, Uranus. And then the guy goes, you know, and we have the water breaking, but you can have your choice of water. It can be, you know, Gatorade. It could be chocolate milk. It could be Merlot. And I'm, I'm, it just sounds as ridiculous as this does. It's birth equity. 
birth equity. I'm sorry, but you can sit here and splay the Frankenbeans all you want to, but that's not going to happen, y'all. It's not going to happen. I'm just, don't get mad at me. Get mad at the order of the universe. But they were talking about, um, they said Morse was accused of being divisive and separating mothers due to race. And so when she, she had tweeted, this is what she tweeted, quote, Mortality rates of birthing people are too high and babies born to black and Puerto Rican mothers in the city are three times more likely to die in their first year of life than babies born to non-Hispanic white birthing people. And everyone's like, what? So not only is she being she's using the patriarchal term birthing people instead of women, but she's being a racist on top of it. This is where I'm like, do not politicize science and health and law and all this. We're going to talk more about this because they've been trying to clean this up big bad. As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. Red meat, black coffee, truth-telling. The Dana Show. This is actually probably one of my favorite songs by the Beatles. Shut up. One of my, one of my sons loves the Beatles, and the other one thinks that they're so overrated. I don't know, man. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here. Good to be with you. I saw this meme where... I could not believe that it was true. I had to go and look it up because, uh, you know, Selena uh, Quintanilla, the pop singer. Do you know, Kane, do you know who she was delivered by? No. Ron Paul. What? Ron Paul delivered baby Selena. I didn't know. I didn't either. Her dad was talking about this. Uh, he was speaking with Latin Groove News and Houston Chronicle reported on it. And he was and Paul's rep was like, he didn't remember it. But, yeah, that sounds about right, because he was practicing right when apparently they went to one OBGYN who was a ridiculous. And so they left and they went to go see. She didn't know she was pregnant at the time. And the doctor was like, you have a tumor. We have to operate immediately and remove it. And so they're like, you sound crazy. So they went to Ron Paul, who's an OBGYN, and they got a second opinion. And he was like, well, uh, you know, the tumor the other doctor wanted to take out's got two arms and legs and two legs. Oh, He's like, she's pre-. that's like the first thing that they do when you walk in. They're like, you know, if you're a chick, they, they make you pee on a, in a cup or on a stick and you got to take a test. Right. So she was born in 71 at Freeport Community Hospital. Her birthday's coming up here in just a little bit. Is that not crazy? Delivered by Ron Paul. We got a second hour of the show on the way. You don't want to miss more of the Dana Show coming up after this.
Never run out of coffee by joining the coffee club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as military members, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door free. So not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also get special discounted pricing and gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. If you're not sure which roast is best for you, take the Black Rifle Coffee quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com Dana to save 20% off your first coffee club purchase, coffee and select gear. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee, Black Rifle Coffee. So less dependent on foreign oil, and that protects us from shortages at, at fuel stations. But here's the thing to remember. Even if all of the oil we use in the USA were made in the USA, the price of it is still subject to powers and dynamics outside of the USA, which means that until we achieve a form of energy independence that is based on clean energy created here at home, American citizens will still be vulnerable to wild price hikes like we're seeing right now. Hmm. I don't have to tell you who that is. Guys, it's Secretary Mayor, new mom, Poot Buttigieg. Poot Boot. What? You're, you got, well, first off, let's welcome everyone back. Everyone went and got, you know, their sodi. Maybe they got them another cup of coffee. Maybe they went and they got them something. They had a snack, brought a snack in. Welcome back. Second hour of the radio program. I am your lovable curmudgeon. Dana Lash here with you to start this week off right. It's going to be a party. We got a lot of stuff to get into, but we had to. I feel like you get Kane more aggravated whenever we play his sound bites any more than I do. Well, because they're freaking Did lies. Did you just like broke your fingers off? You they're, were like wringing your hands. They're freaking lies. Okay. So here's, the, here's why it's a lie. First of all, why did we see all these? giant prices during Trump's administration when we were actually exporting oil. And the fact that we were exporting oil was lowering its price globally. Why are you making fun of me with those I'm facial not, expressions? Because you're just like going, go boy, go, I can see. go, but go. But the fact that we were exporting oil was lowering the price globally. So for him to just stand there and lie and nobody in the media, you know, follows up with any sort of question. Because they don't know what they're talking about. It's, it's, it's absurdity. And None it's, of these people know what they're talking about. It's frustrating. They think that flipping a switch in their, you know, overpriced DC apartments, they think walking up into their bougie apartment over Whole Foods, Whole Check, is, and they flip the light on. They don't care where that electricity comes from. They're just like, oh my gosh, they've got power. Look at me. I'm being so, I'm being so earth conscious. Oh my gosh. Speaking of which, sidebar, Earth Day is coming up, isn't it? Earth Day is one of my favorite progressive holidays to celebrate. You, you want to know why? Because it was made by a guy who murdered his girlfriend and composted her. Oh. Yeah, you didn't know that? Boy. Earth that Day sounds... was invented by a dude who murdered his girlfriend and literally composted her. Literally. Sounds really dedicated to Earth Day. He was all about Earth Day. It's like, don't let that murder go to waste. It's composter. For real. Google it. True story. So, there you go. <laughs> to share it i'm like oh wait a minute i almost forgot ah uh, all right so the, april's the month that keeps on giving all right so 
we German food retailers. I saw this over the uh, weekend. Aldi was one of the first people to come out about this. They're reporting Germany reported the highest inflation in a generation. Uh, they said, and and everyone's saying that food prices are going to go up. Reuter, Reuters, what's wrong with me? Reuters reporting that prices at German retail chains are, chains are going to explode between 20 to 50%. And apparently, so this is even before Ukraine. So keep in mind, this is before then even. They said that there was a, a huge product range that prices were increasing. We're going to see... They're going to see stuff in their their supermarkets. Now, Aldi raised prices on 160 items. 20 more items became more expensive, and other supermarkets are uh, following suit. Now, people are sitting down. Germany's freaking out because they got all these rumors of shortages swirling around. You know what? That's what happens when you play, you know, footsie with Russia for so damn long. You have reunification, and then you get these people that grew up in, you know, commie-controlled part of Germany and grew up in, you know, East Berlin or East Germany, and they, it's like there's this mindset that some of their leaders never got away from. They need some new blood in their government. But they're saying food prices are going to surge as 50% there. So they're getting ready to get press. This is when it's, it, it takes a long time. People think that if you have a conflict, I'm not saying there's going to be World War III, but I'm saying that we're not out of the woods. I, I'm being honest. Because think about this. So you have, they're dealing with, with rampant inflation, just like we are, but theirs is a little crazier. And they've been already, supermarkets are limiting the purchase of cooking oils and flour. They're They're trying to, prevent this rush to stock up on stuff and they limiting the sale of products in the highest demand they think it's a brilliant strategy and that was in quotes from Reuters here now 50 percent. how much how long do you think that Germany is gonna is going to support any kind of a NATO stance with all this happening ah ah Germany's always been the weak link so I've, I'm, I, it's like NATO has been a subsidy for Germany. How long do you think that they're going to be a supporter of any NATO stance when this is happening? And it's the pressure's just now starting to really, really get real for them. I'm telling you. It's probably, it's probably Putin's fault. It's Putin's prices. They're not blaming Putin. They're, they're, they're not blaming him. Okay. Some other things. That's not, I mean, the crazy thing is that we may not even be that far off either with some of this stuff. While Germany's struggling, our Secret Service is paying over $30,000 a month for a Malibu mansion to protect Hunter Biden. Do you guys know that? Secret Service. This is ABC. You know, that conservative bastion that is ABC. Secret Service is, okay, let me get, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me share this headline first before I interrupt myself. $30,000 per month for a Malibu mansion to protect him. It's a luxury rental property that in the uh, mailers for it, they said gorgeous ocean views. It's super swanky. He's been spotted all over Malibu. And the property was, the agency 
that uh, Secret Service that's protecting him, they had to pick the property to be as close to, as possible to Biden's own rented mansion. Biden is paying $20,000 on his rented mansion, and now we taxpayers are paying $30,000 a month for a swanky Malibu mansion for Secret Service to watch the drug-addled son of the president. And all the, their man, that people are trying to really spin it. They're like, this is not new. Secret Service has had to do this in past you know, administrations. It's the housing market. No, 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 babies. Don't sit here and act like there's nothing. There's nothing. I mean, it's a housing. It's in Malibu. Like you could have gone to any other place on God's green earth, but you went to Malibu. Joe couldn't tell his son, Hunter, what the hell are you doing? You don't have any business in Malibu. It's not like they got family in Malibu. He wanted to go to Malibu because he's a bougie-ass Democrat, and he wanted to go live in a palatial mansion in Malibu. That's what this is about. They didn't have to go anywhere. I reject this. You should reject this, too. I mean, you know, I mean, this is the housing market. This is the way things are. You got a guy who's got champagne... cocaine taste on a beer budget you know it's true you know it's true and so now you have to have secret service they got to have because they got to be by him they're like this is the way it goes where's daddy joe i would be beating my kid senseless even if he was a 50 year old something child I would be, I'd be like, no, 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 you get your ass back to mid-America. You're not going to be sitting here doing, he, he, this man has no, has he earned an honest dollar a day in his life? Has he gotten a job without daddy? Has he made any money without trading daddy's influence? This whole family is like a Jerry Springer show. The whole fam family is a Jerry Springer show. You got the daughter who looks like the the pregnant, drugged out character on Sanditon. She acts like that. Oh, I, that was a deep dive. That was a Jane Austen deep dive. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. High fives. High five in the angels. That was a good one. But for real, he could go anywhere. Well, you know, the housing market's pretty crazy right now. Oh, so let's go to the most expensive zip code beside Beverly Hills. Let's go to the most expensive zip code in the country and live in a mansion. On the on the coast. You got a federal investigation in his tax affairs. All these people, including his baby mama that he tried to write off or march before a grand jury. This is the other thing. Remember, it, you know that they don't have any relationship, the whole family with his love child. You know, how I know this. Remember when they put all the grandkids stockings up on the fireplace? And they did not put that baby girl stocking up on the fireplace. That tells you everything that you need to know, does it not? They're that kind of family. Oh, that baby's not good enough, but the guy who's literally got videos of himself fat and naked and having sex with Russian hookers and smoking drugs all, all over the internet, do not, do not tweet it out. That you're telling me he's more, he's somehow better than the baby that he had? With the exotic dancer down in Kentucky? No, you can tell that they don't have a relationship because if you had a relationship with that baby, that baby's stocking would have been on. They took all the kids' stockings down. Remember they did this photo op, Joe and Jill, in front of the fireplace, and it had all their grandkids' stockings up with all their names carefully embroidered on the front. It looked like a beautiful Pottery Barn ad. And then everyone's like, well, where's that? 
You're missing a stocking. He has another daughter. Oh, all the stockings came down. For real. So you can tell that they, they didn't have a relationship with that baby because if they did, her stocking would have been up. Do not BS a BSer. That's how it would, they would have had that stocking up. I find that evil. It, it is just, it's absolutely evil. If you're watching the simulcast of the show, Juan's got you. He's got all the stockings up, but they don't have that baby's up. They, he had, they have seven grandkids. The seventh one is the youngest baby girl that Hunter had. And they only had six stockings up. Everybody was talking about this online. So they took that, they took that baby girl's stocking down. Or they, or they took all the kids' stocking down. They never had her stocking up. Everyone was perfect. It looked perfect. It was perfect. Joe and Jill had perfect photos sent out. They had took all those stockings down after that story broke. Where's that baby girl stocking at? So this is a family that they don't have any relationship with her at all whatsoever. He wasn't even going to pay child support until she drug, the mom drug his butt to court. She was one of the people, by the way, who was called in to testify in this federal probe into him. Hunter's Mansion, guys, four bedrooms, three bathroom, resort style home, vaulted ceiling, chef's kitchen. It features a spacious park-like yard with a pool, a spa. It's on top of a hill and it has enchanting 180 degree panoramic ocean views. And his secret service agents are listed are staying right next door in a Spanish style estate with gorgeous ocean views, six bedrooms, six bathrooms, a gym, a tasting room. So you have your kitchen, then you have your tasting room for your wine. So you taste your wine because you don't want to taste your wine in your kitchen. You want to go to a separate room to taste your wine. And it also features a pool, a spa, a spiral staircase that leads up to a castle-like tower that has a master retreat with a wet bar. Hmm. Nuts. There's no reason. There's no, he could have gone anywhere. Hell, he could be out in Virginia. If I was Daddy Joe, I would be making him stay in Virginia. Just go in Virginia, get reasonably priced property. Have Secret Service stay next to you in another reasonably priced property instead of this stuff. This is all for clout. This family's ridiculous. First family, my A-double snakes. We got a lot more to touch on, ladies and gents, because that that's just the beginning. Uh, we got to talk about Elon Musk becoming the largest shareholder in Twitter. What does that portend? While the media and political class are obsessed with supporting anything and everything that's outside of America, it's important that we focus on our country, our families, and the businesses which need your support. And this is why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same towers as the major carriers, so you get the same great nationwide coverage. Plus, you also get peace of mind that your money is supporting your right to free speech. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations that fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responders. Visit PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make the switch today. Support a company that shares your values. Visit PatriotMobile.com Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 972-PATRIOT today. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, today in science, 
New York is going to continue to make two-year-olds wear face masks. Did you guys see this? You... Oh, true. True, true, true. Uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who was uh, partying last week, maskless with what's-her-face Cara Delevingne, the She's like a model actress person who was maskless also, but supports masks. Kids ages two to four are going to be forcibly masked in daycares and preschools. I know. This is a mockery of science. It's not a mandate of science. So that's actually happening in New York. What in the world? Why are people not up in arms and in the streets more? Louis C.K. I didn't watch the Grammys because I'm just done with the back padding of celebrities. But uh, Louis C.K. apparently took a Grammy home for his latest album, despite calls for him to be canceled. 64th Annual Grammy Awards yesterday. And he won a a Grammy for his album, Sincerely, Louis C.K., after they tried to meet to him for five years. And he beat out a whole bunch of other people, including the not funny Chelsea Handler. He beat out Kevin Hart. And so he got it. Comedy album winner. So that was good. I'm glad that happened. And a Swedish study says any vaccine passport should also recognize natural immunity today and duh. Stick with us because we still have culture, some education. We got some more gender. We got some more Democrats. Don't go anywhere. The end of 2021 saw inflation rise by almost 7% in just one month. And that means in 30 days, your dollar became 93 cents. This year, the stock market has been dangerously volatile. Gold provides a hedge against inflation, which is why you should trust legacy precious metals for investing in gold and silver. Inflation isn't slowing down. It's escalating. Trust legacy precious metals to give you unbiased counsel based on your personal situation. It's time to be proactive and take steps to protect yourself. Legacy precious metals will advise you on all of your options, whether that's rolling your existing retirement account into a gold IRA or whether that's holding physical metals directly in your home. Speak to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals. The number is 866-580-2088 or download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Protect your family's wealth with Legacy Precious Metals. Call 866-580-2088 or visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com. And I'm deeply proud of the work she's doing as First Lady with Joining Forces Initiative. She started with Michelle Obama when she was Vice President and now carries on. What? Uh, so that's uh, POTUS. Our president referring to former First Lady Michelle Obama as the v- former VP. Does he? But he was VP. Someone asked me a question about ice cream again. This is a, this is a, I'm going to handle that. Oh, gosh. Welcome back to the show. Oh, that's your president. It's our president, and I'm your lovable curmudgeon. So I've got. I have a, it's weird because I got like a bunch of weird, different headlines for you uh, that I want, I want to make sure that we hit and they're, it's just all, I, I just got a bunch of stuff I really want to try. I really overshoot what I want to share every single day and I never end up getting everything, uh, which is incredibly frustrating for me. So I might, I hope you don't think I'm going to be, I'm not trying to move through some of the stuff too fast, but I'm trying to get, make sure you got all this stuff on your plate. First off, Elon Musk takes a 9.2% stake in Twitter. And this was after he was 
hinting at a shakeup. Because remember when he, this was, um, was it last week or week before last? Last week. He was talking about getting involved in social media. And he was asking people questions like, um, you know, do you, or, or do you think, do you think Twitter's fair? Our accounts, you know, he was asking even if, you know, if, if accounts were throttled, etc. Well, now he's the biggest shareholder in Twitter, which is amazing. Very, I, I like it because I think that that's the way you do it. All these people that are creating platforms, it's great. I'm one of those people who are like, because people ask me, well, why are you still on Twitter? Because I have to be forced to leave. I never give up any ground. You, you guys know me. Come on. Let's not pretend. Let's not pretend like we're strangers. You guys know me. But now he's the biggest shareholder. So he just like walked in and he pulled a Batman. Remember when, who was it? Was it Christian Bale that came in and was like, yeah, I bought all this stuff. Him and Morgan Freeman. He did that. He just walked up right up into Twitter and did that. And he only disclosed it today. So great. He's like, yeah, by the way, he had asked, he goes, free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. Do you believe Twitter rigorously adheres to this principle? And they had two, over 2 million people that voted 70% no. And it is. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a de facto public town square in a way. It straddles, you know, private business and public square. And I think that it gave up its private. I'm sorry. This is where I differ from a lot of capital L libertarians. Twitter, in my opinion, gave up its status as just being you can't you can't hide behind the protection of but I'm a small business when you're working as an agent of the government. We know that because they it already came out that they were working together. Working they listening to the to the administration on on what to shut down, what not to shut down, etc. You give up that protection when you start working as an agent of the government. That's my two cents. FAFO. So he went in and snapped up $3 billion worth of stock. That's like pennies for him. Oh, man. I don't know what he's going to do with it, but I hope it's something jazzy. That's all I know. Maybe if they quit throttling accounts, it'd be excellent. Because it is kind of, it's nuts. The, the throttling. I was just telling Kane, they, um, Twitter would not let me, at first Twitter kept deleting. Uh, it, it, I think I probably have about 800,000 followers that tw- Twitter's deleted in total. They deleted on Halloween night in 2020, they deleted 30,000 approximately overnight. And as a fun experiment, since 2020, I've been taking screenshots every day of my Twitter followers. And I have them labeled. And then I also make sure that whenever I post the stuff, I all include the metadata and everything. So you can see I'm not cheating. And therefore, almost three months straight, I had the exact same number of Twitter followers down to the one. I didn't lose one and I didn't gain one, which I think is complete shenanigans. And you can see it. Literally, it's like two months and three weeks. Every single day, they were the same. And I would even change like my, um, the cover photo and all that, just so you could see that it's not, you know. And you can tell in the data from the file when it was taken. Twitter throttles my stuff. And people, I've had to refollow my husband. It, they've unfollowed me from all kinds of people. It's just so, it's, it's so dumb. So... 
this whole situation with tech i love it how he was like did should there is there a he had said is there a new uh platform should a new platform be created and i love it because now he's taking over twitter and recreating it that way looks like it anyway we're gonna follow this and see everything that he does okay other thing amy schumer i think is one of the most annoying people out there she's not funny and doesn't she steal jokes? Yeah, she Every time I mentioned her, I met, well, actually, I've only mentioned her one time on Twitter. Oh, my gosh. People, like, showed up with torches and pitchforks in the comments and receipts showing all of the times that she was stealing jokes from other comedians. I didn't know that. Why don't people get mad at her like they got mad at Dane Cook? Didn't they say Dane Cook did the same thing? So after she co-hosted the Oscars, she was like, I'm going to have to take time off. I'm traumatized. I'm traumatized by seeing Amy Schumer. And her stylist for the Oscars hated her. Let's put a bow on your worst asset. So she, apparent, she said that toxic masculinity led to Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars she was hosting. Co-hosting. Now, see, I feel like that deserves a slap by itself. It's, it wasn't masculinity. Masculinity, I can't, of course, Amy Schumer would define masculinity as a guy who is literally a cuck. You know what that means, right? You know, keep my wife's name out of your mouth, but my wife doesn't have to keep XYZ out of her mouth, you know. I mean, that's not masculinity at all. And in, that, in fact, I think we would all argue that's the opposite of masculinity. So she can't say that that's toxic masculinity that led to him slapping Chris, because you have to be masculine. And I don't believe in toxic masculinity. These can I be these bitches need to learn the word chivalry. I'm not apologizing for my language because I'm not Big Bird. I'm not NPR. I'm not here to entertain nobody's babies. Okay, this is like rum folks talk. Some women need to learn the term chivalry. Learn what it means. Stop sitting here going, that's toxic masculinity. There's a whole thing about chivalry, gentlemanly behavior and ungentlemanly behavior. Okay, let's stop abusing phrases and abusing words and trying to bastardize their meaning masculinity is masculinity by itself chivalry is something different entirely chivalry is being a warrior in the battlefield and being a gentleman in the food hall in the dining hall when there is women when there are women present chivalry is about choosing to be behaved choosing to be courteous choosing to be respectful choosing to uphold and and elevate the treatment of women that's why i'm now for a quick second that's why new testament it says you know people are ordered men are ordered to love women as god loves the church so there's a call to chivalry there there's a a men are called to treat women in a certain way that's chivalry it's not masculinity that's chivalry no wonder all these women are confused because they don't even know what the hell the words they're using are. They don't even know what they mean. I'm just so tired of this. 
there was a um i was i was looking for it in my notes yes uh, actually this morning because chivalry was really it was actually the definition of this was really predicated upon the treatment of men towards women not just with each other it was this code of conduct and it was obviously first developed in the knighthood and and it was popularized in literature and everything else and it was the code of conduct that was developed code of conduct that was developed in the knighthood and then it was applicable to it was applied to male behavior everywhere and they were it was acting with with a sense of nobleness and and uh, the way that you would handle yourself in public even though you could bash somebody's head and you wouldn't because there's a lady present you know what i mean like that's a great definition of chivalry and that's not what she's talking about that's not what this is and i'm so tired of the term toxic masculinity because i don't consider it masculine when a man misbehaves it's the opposite of that just like i think when a woman tells a joke and she's not funny it's the opposite of being a comedian like amy schumer right <gasps> okay so a couple of other things and i know we have florida man to get into speaking of this i read this headline from denzel washington denzel washington is one of my favorite actors and he's one of my favorite actors as much for what how he carries himself off screen as for the roles that he plays He's a very godly man. Him and his wife, I think, have one of the longest running marriages in Hollywood. And she was actually famous before he was. And he, and it's interesting because someone referred to his wife once as uh, as Denzel's wife, as, 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 oh, you're Mrs. Denzel Washington. And the son stepped in and was like, well, I just want you to know my mom was famous before my dad was. You know, then my dad's notoriety eclipsed my mom's. And he and I thought that was me because he was taught to stick up for his mom by his dad. Uh, but anyway, after that whole thing with Will Smith at the Oscars, when Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry, and I like Tyler Perry too. I think Tyler Perry can be a force for good. And he, there seemed, I, I noted this, I was watching with all this in the coverage after because there was a lot of stuff lost. When they, he was speaking at a uh, men's prayer event. Uh, just like recently and he was telling uh td jakes who's a bishop he was he was asked about this and i thought he handled it very well after the whole will smith thing when he was leaving some people were like jumping on denzel washington and tyler perry for going up and like consoling will smith they weren't consoling him they immediately went to pray with him how many people know that they weren't consoling him and i thought that was very interesting and Denzel said, I don't know all the ins and outs of the situation. And this is what he said verbatim. He goes, I know the only solution at that time was prayer. It's what he told this bishop. I thought that was, that's some wisdom. That's some wisdom. And he had said, he told, he told Smith before he left, he said, I want you to remember at your highest moment, be careful because that's when the devil comes for you. All these, I think a lot of people were really, were really rushing to condemn those two gentlemen. They were trying to de-escalate a situation. And they also saw a raw moment. Denzel Washington 
You know, he's a godly man. He sees something. What does the Christian do when the Christian sees something like this happening? When the Christian sees that evil has seized a moment, what does the Christian do? The Christian intervenes, and that's what he did. He and Tyler Perry, who's also a religious man, they went and intervened. And they prayed with him. That's what they were doing. Which I also think is great because Will Smith is apparently, I don't know if he's a Christian. I know he's, I think he's a Scientologist, but I don't know if he's a, I, I don't know anything beyond that. But I think it's great that he had done that. And I just feel like Denzel Washington had like the smartest response in all of this. All of this. I'm just like, every time I, every time this man speaks, I become more of a fan of him. Awesome. Former Delta Force Commander Jerry Boykin joins us to discuss the left's Marxist assault on our nation. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, General Boykin also addresses President Biden's string of gaffes on his trip to Europe. I'll also share some of my amazing trip to the border last week and react to the news that the border crisis is expected to get even worse. Follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Oh, boy. Well, here's a headline from The Villages. The Villages. Oh, my goodness. Ladea Renee Payson, originally of Ames, Iowa, pled not guilty to a charge of disorderly intoxication in Sumter County. She was arrested after sheriff's deputies were called to a home in the village of Almabra, she said that she walked to this, she went to this dude's house. She said she walked to this house because she is in love with the man that lives there, the deputy wrote in the arrest report. The man would not answer her calls, so she stood outside yelling and crying and created a disturbance. A neighbor who lives three doors down said she had been watching some television and she heard this crazy woman screaming and a crying and a yelling. And so the police showed up. I, it looks, it's funny because she's very, uh, her mugshot. She's like, what me? It's just, it's just funny. Never mess with old people. And here's why coconut Creek, Florida, WFLA, a 76 year old man on coconut Creek, Beat the hell out of some robbers who tried to get at him at the ATM. Two robbers came up to this man as he tried to get cash out of the ATM. At a velo- People use those still? Yeah. ATMs, really? Yeah. I remember the first time I ever used an ATM when I had my own bank account, my own money. I had my mom drive me to the ATM and I was like, I am a big shot, big shot. Look at me. I got $125 in my account. Big shot. <laughs> The uh, video released showed the two assailants tried to attack him from behind, but the 76-year-old fought back and drew attention. So they think that they're connected to other crimes in the area, and they're, they're, they're looking for them. But, man. And tomorrow I'll tell you about a guy who, it's his birthday. He decided to strangle his parents, forcibly kiss his underage stepsister, and tackle a deputy all on his birthday. Stay with us. we got another hour on the way. Donna, first, when it comes to Title 42, all along we've been following the science. That's what this is about. So when uh, the, the CDC and others uh, conclude that the science doesn't, uh, doesn't warrant that, uh, as is now happening, uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll take action. Well, okay. Welcome back to the program. Lovable curmudgeon Dana Lash here with you this Monday, ladies and gents, third hour of the program. It's about uh, 1 p.m. Central. 
So this is Secretary Blinken on the administration rescinding Title 42, saying that they followed the science. Now, I think that the Congresswoman from Colorado made a very good point the other day when she had asked, okay, so if we are still authorizing booster vaccines under emergency use, because that's a power that the president has, she asks, then how are we ending Title 42? Uh, I actually don't have an answer for that. I mean, I don't even actually have any speculation for that. How is that that we are? How is that? How does that work? That's what I we got. See, we all have a lot, a lot of a lot of questions on this. A lot of questions on this. And I'm just um, I'm also if we're still doing the boosters and if Biden is still trying to use his through because he's still using those emergency powers for the creation of what but they're talking about like another they said that there's like another could be another variant all this other stuff I just don't understand how you can say that I'm we're going to stop this you know rule here at the border as it relates to the pandemic and our, you know, we know there's no use to use our powers here. What is, what, is there some kind of magical thing that's happening at the border that changes the behavior of the virus right down there by the Rio as opposed to everywhere else in the country? No. Kane, I mean, your family, you know, some, half of your families from Matamoros, is there a magical area down there that changes the behavior of the virus? No, no, I don't, uh, I'm not aware Are of Are you anything. hiding some magic down there? No. Are you no. sure? And if I was, I wouldn't tell you. Maybe we should have Sergio KORV and just get like an our our, our uh, southern command center, yeah. our brother Sergio, and ask him: Is there like a special magic down there, an RGV that makes it to where the maybe the virus behaves differently down there? You know, can it could be? I mean, you know, crazier things have happened, right? Sure. I mean, Kamala Harris became vice president. Hell, I mean, crazier things have happened. Just you know, I I just want to know how that. Oh, man, it's going to be a mess at the border this summer. <sighs> okay, a number of other things to, to add, because Democrats, I think, have a problem. Well, they've had a problem for quite a long time. They're going back to the build back better. Simultaneously, Barack Obama is expected to return to the White House to celebrate health care reform. I don't think it's been a success. It has been a disaster. I, it has, it ruined our health care. Absolutely did. I, I hate the way health care is run anyway. And I'm mad at Republicans on a lot of this stuff, too, because all of the easy fixes when Republicans had control of Senate and the House and all of that, they I mean, they really should have done. There's a number of things they could have done. I was trying to explain health care to my youngest because he didn't understand the different levels of plans and all this because Obamacare sucks. And I say this having been I'm on it and I live it. I literally had to change two of my providers because they weren't covered by Obamacare. Remember when Barack Obama said you could keep your doctor? That's a bunch of bullshit. That is such a lie. And I pay so much more for my health insurance. Oh, my gosh. Than I did. I had a great plan before. So it's not a success. It's a disaster. And I was explaining this to my son 
because he's like, okay, I don't understand. Why is it so convoluted? I'm like, because they make it so. If you make it really ridiculous, then you can, you know, you got chances to pad your, pad your pockets. And so I uh, was explaining to him how it should be set up. And this is what Republicans should have done from the beginning. We talked about this, you know, back in 2010. The way that it should have gone is that healthcare should have been portable and it shouldn't, I don't, it's insane to me that your employer handles your healthcare. That is the, one of the craziest things to me. I just don't get it. Your employer handles your healthcare. Your healthcare will change. And you know how now people don't stay at the same job. Remember, they did a study on, you know, from like our great grandparents to, you know, people who are just entering the workforce now. Normally, people would get a job and they would keep that job their entire lives. Some people would stay in the same industry for their entire lives. That is actually a rarity now. People will have several jobs throughout their lifetimes. And most people, some people even change industries. And you have to change your health insurance every single time. It should be portable and you should just be able to have it and take it with you wherever you go. We should be able to to have competition across state lines. And we should actually treat it like, I mean, we we don't treat it like actual insurance. If we If we treated health insurance the way that we handled like automobile insurance or home insurance, it would be, it would be a lot more functional and a lot less ridiculous. And we should force everybody to compete. A great example of this is if you look at like the cosmetic surgery industry, force, why can't we force insurers to compete? Why can't we force people, services to compete? I don't understand that. The consumer always comes out on top. There's so many things that we could be doing to change and rework healthcare to where it would be legitimately affordable for everyone and yet you're everyone is responsible for their own stuff and you're not paying for like there's no reason in hell why steve should have to pay for you know lady care when he ain't a lady all the men out there who have to pay for someone else's care i hope that you take advantage of that you better be making your OBGYN appointments and getting ready to stick them heels in them stirrups you know take advantage of the care that you're paying for you know what i'm saying Men can have babies too, Kane. Remember what they say. <laughs> but so Barack Obama is going to the White House because they need a positive optic right now for Joe Biden. They need a positive optic. So they're going to bring Harris out there. They had. Uh, he's going to return to the the White House. He's going to be in an event at an event alongside Biden, celebrating. The 2010 healthcare overhaul. This is weird. You know why it's weird? Because it's not like a, an, an even numbered, you know, it's not like the 10 year anniversary. It's weird. Isn't it weird? And they're doing this. They're just going to have, they just decided they're just going to do it. They're going to try to give Joe Biden some of Obama's shine. But see, that's the crazy thing. Obama's not even as popular in the Democrat Party as he was because so many people are so far left. He's far left on a lot of issues. And that's, but not, you know, apparently as far as like the squad people are on things like gender and all that stuff. It's just going to be, they're doing this just so they can share some Obama's shine because Biden's in trouble. There's a lot of speculation that 
Obama or not Obama, but Biden. I mean, I, I don't know how Democrats could run him again in 2024, but there's all this speculation, as you know, where they're talking about, well, what would happen if, you know, we just switched him out? Maybe have Kamala Harris. He resigns. Kamala Harris takes over. Golly, what a nightmare. But Joe Biden's barely functioning as it is right now. This is all about they got to do something to boost him because he's doing so badly. He's going to be a drag on all down ticket races this November. Have you noticed that he's not fundraising with anybody? This is what I find really weird. He it's the same really in Republican and the Republican Party, just as as it is the Democrat Party. A lot of the favorability within the party and a lot of the even, you know, some of the nominations to committees and all of that come from. Are you a fundraiser? Will you go and fundraise for someone? You know how some people get hit. You have some lawmakers that go to you'll see, oh, such and such politician went to this state for a fundraiser and everybody gets real mad. They're like, look at you raising out of state money. Typically. That is a person that's going to help raise money in that area for that. I mean, sometimes they do raise money, too, but it's like a joint. They always work with another politician in that area um, and they they share the resources, so to speak. It's I mean, it's normal. All these people, all these people do it. Democrats, Republicans. And if you're the president of the United States, normally about this time, I remember uh, back around this time going into 2012 election. Barack Obama was everywhere. He came to St. Louis like at least three times for Claire McCaskill. Fundraising for Claire McCaskill. I was at one of the protests. That happened in the that happened in the fall. Uh, This is and he was he was out there too late summer. He was out there constantly fundraising for everybody. Joe Biden hasn't done any of that. Have you noticed that that. This is the first president I've ever seen who is not, uh, he's not fundraised for anybody. I've been, I spent yesterday looking to see, the, like the last fundraiser that I think that he was, this was like way before uh, even the 2020 election. Or not 2020, 2016 election. He doesn't fundraise for anyone. That's wild. He's literally the head of the party for Democrats. So not only does it, Behoove, not only does it benefit him to go out and fundraise for these down ticket races, because that's a, a statement on your popularity, but you're also going out and you're fun and you're getting your name out and you're promoting your campaign ahead of the election. He's not doing any of this. That is such a red flag to me. Such a red flag. Watch that. Watch and see. Because normally they'll be like, oh, even Trump fundraised for everybody. I honestly think Donald Trump needs activities the way a solar power calculator needs light to work. It I've never seen I've He's got more energy than a, like a five year old. I've never. It's crazy. He and he doesn't do. He notoriously is famous for not drinking or ever doing drugs. He fundraises for everybody. Barack Obama fundraised for everybody. They all go out and they all do fundraising. Congresswoman Beth Van Dyne goes out and fundraises. Lauren Bobert goes out and fundraises. They all go out and fundraise for everybody. You don't see nothing from... It's weird. I don't even see Kamala... Kamala Harris has done fundraisers. Now, I will say that. she, But she's done a fundraiser. What, what did, It was in New York and uh, California, though. 
one in New York, and then she's done a couple in California. He not done nothing. Isn't that weird? Especially when some of the areas that he was really close with Trump in the last election um, that were considered Biden went, you know, easy wins for Biden and they weren't, especially in Pennsylvania. You would think that he would be going out there and doing some fundraising in these areas for some of these other candidates and he's not. All right. So coming up, Stephen Yates is going to be joining us. And uh, we're also I have a couple of other things to touch on for you to get you all set up uh, for this week this Monday, because we not only do we have the Build Back Better again, I got some stuff coming up for November as well. And some of the garbage things that Democrats funded with their slush fund COVID relief bill. And now all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five brought to you by Caltech. So interesting, some evidence coming out while uh, in advance of the verdict in that Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping case that found out was like actually organized and encouraged by Fed boys. So apparently there's there's still uh, attorney Julie Kelly's been doing a lot of work on this. Apparently the reason why the FBI arrested them and she said before Election Day was to dirty up Trump while Americans were voting in 2020, because if you remember, he was blamed for stoking the plot somehow man man our government institutions institutions i tell you what uh will smith resigned from the academy nobody cares uh there's yeah nobody cares i don't believe this study because they said cat owners are seen as better looking that's a lie i'm not even it's from the sun isn't that that isn't that the publication that writes stuff about bat boy yeah yeah hell no we not even doing this uh, egg prices jump as bird flu hits poultry flocks. Bird flu? Wall Street Journal piece. They say avian influenza spreading across the U.S. 17 million birds tightening supplies for eggs and poultry. Do I got to worry? Like, if I get ch- this weird question that I have, normally these are questions that I would have before I go to bed. But now it's in my head now. So, like, if I have chickens, like, if I get chickens, like, in my own personal chicken stuff, my own yard and my own chicken coop and all that... I ain't got to worry about no bird flu, do I? Not like my chickens are going to be out like, you know, carousing and sowing oats and stuff, right? They don't got to worry about no, do they? I don't think so. I need to ask some of my friends that keep chickens. My grandparents never worried about that stuff. Of course, they lived out in the hills where you couldn't even get basic cell phone reception. Uh, Let's see. The man charged in the, uh, who was running people over in the parade because he's a big racist murderer. He's saying jail isn't safe. Daryl Brooks. He sent his le- a letter to his mother saying that guards paid inmates to spit in his food. And he said that he was being abused by other inmates. Oh, that's kind of like, you know, the consequence of being a murderer and killing kids and elderly people with your SUV. Yeah. Stephen Yates joins us next. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You may remember I got criticized for calling Putin a war criminal. Well, the truth of the matter, you saw what happened in Bukhara. This warrants him, he is a war criminal. But we have to gather the information. We have to continue to provide Ukraine with the weapons they need to continue the fight. And we have to gather all the detail so this can be an actual, have a war crime trial. This guy is brutal. And what's happening in Bukhara is outrageous. 
I, he said the same thing twice and some other stuff that's, I don't, we're going to have a war crime trial. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like nothingness. That sounds like not, nothing ever happens. When you have a giant international body that comes together and they have a trial, it's like watching, this is going to sound mean, toddlers play soccer. It's not actually a game. They just all run after the ball. No one cares about goals. That's just all it is. I don't know how else to describe it, but that soundbite was weird. Did he remember that he was president? Didn't, did he assign? Did he promote anyone else to VP? I don't know. Sure. Welcome back to the show. It's your lovable curmudgeon Dana Lash here. Joining us now is another curmudgeon. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, yes, yes. Guilty as charged. Stephen Yates, Senior Fellow at America First Policy Institute and Chair of the China Policy Initiative. Uh, always good to see you from his Lego bunker. I just got to get your reaction to the soundbite, and then I'm switching gears entirely to the another part of the world. But that, I mean, he's had, he has, oh, the only person who has more trouble speaking than Joe Biden is Kamala Harris. So, you know, it's a twofer here that we have in the White House. But I just wanted to get your reaction to that soundbite. Well, it's a little bit astonishing that after, you know, seemingly two lifetimes in the United States Senate, and then also eight years as vice president, he sort of forgot that uh, Russia and China both have a veto on the Security Council and uh, pretty much can block anything that goes through that body that will hit one or the other of them. And uh, while Joe was sort of on the sidelines as uh, Russia revved up the war engines for this invasion, uh, Putin and Xi Jinping were having a little confab during the Olympics. And uh, Joe's team went and asked China for some help and China said, thank you very much, but no thanks. And so I don't think this war criminal stuff is really meant to do anything serious other than I think the Biden comms team has found that this is the only issue that he can demagogue on that a lot of Americans would agree on in the sense that almost no Americans think Putin is any good Mm. and he certainly isn't. But uh, war crimes at a court somewhere sounds like a fabulous idea that will bog down a future president. Thanks, Joe. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. That's not him. A future president. That's not him. Again, 2024. Uh, Talking with our friend Stephen Yates. I want to switch gears because I was reading the story this morning about elections in Hong Kong. Mm. And I remember when it first came to be that Carrie Lam, she's Hong Kong's chief executive, there's not going to be any more independent administration of Hong Kong now with the way with China's annexation. I don't even want to call it. They just took it over. Uh, and so I know that the CCP is heavily involved in this. Now, she's stepping down. She her five year her five year term ends in June. She says that she's just she wants to spend more time with her family. Maybe. Maybe maybe it's I don't I can't imagine having to work with the CCP at the level that she does, especially at this particular time. It's expected that her chief secretary, John Lee, is going to succeed her. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about this because this just seems this is just a theater. This is this is all theater. I Why are they still pretending that there's any kind of independent administration of Hong Kong separate of from that of the CCP? I, I, tell us about this. Yeah, well, Dana, I think this is actually an incredibly important story, and it might not seem unnatural to people who are tracking headlines because it is a foregone conclusion that the steamroller has already gone over the, the exercise of free elections in Hong Kong. There's a lot of truth to that. But the Hong Kong people haven't quit. 
But you know who doesn't get to spend more time with their family? My friend Jimmy Lai, who created the freest media outlet in the Chinese language world. And he's in prison because he stood by the students at Tiananmen Square in 1989. He stood by the people standing up for their rights in Hong Kong, even as the odds were against everyone else. And he had plenty of money. He could have gone anywhere. But he basically said he owes everything in this life to freedom and therefore must commit his life to freedom of others. That's what's going on and most of the world doesn't know. It's really important that we keep his name, Jimmy Lai, out there and this cause because Carrie Lam possibly has done the worst job of anyone in the history of elected office in destroying the actual entity and people you were supposed to re represent. Now we might feel like Joe Biden's doing a good job of competing with her on that. <laughs> we still hold on to a lot of institutions now if we will fight and support them that Hong Kong has lost in breathtaking speed in recent years. So this is a sobriety checkpoint about the realities of China, but also how the Communist Party can really steamroll and infiltrate and undermine free institutions if we aren't vigilant. Yeah, Lam is, her legacy is going to be awful. I mean, she basically oversaw the destruction of the democracy in Hong Kong. Absolutely, absolutely. Complete enablement. It was also a violation of a treaty yeah. that the British government made with the Chinese government, where the Hong Kong people were supposed to rule Hong Kong with a high degree of autonomy, uh, for 50 years from 1997, and my math isn't perfect, I wasn't educated under Common Core, but I did go to public schools, but I don't think we're at 50 yet. No, we're not. That's a great point. I mean, that was part of the agreement that in, in Britain would, after that point, Britain would turn uh, or re return Hong Kong, I guess, over to China's administrative oversight. And they would have the one country, two systems, which they clearly don't have one country, two systems. Not anymore. Nope, nope. It's gone to one country, one system. The idea was that you bet on that length of time and freedom and the world will help China evolve and we sort of grow out of our problems. That's sort of the liberal globalist view about all problems. We can do nothing and they'll just sort of solve themselves with this magical fairy dust known as time. It turns out that authoritarians and bad people work against that if good people won't step up and push history the other way. We're talking with our good friend Stephen Yates, foreign policy expert. He advised uh, in the previous Bush administration as well. I, One of the things when I was watching all of this unfold and watching the fight over, you know, how this is the, the one country, two systems, because it really it really benefits China to have two distinct systems because Hong Kong's economy was so healthy and obviously so much more open than than China's at large is. Is there, I mean, surely there has to be some kind of common sense driven by at least, you know, you know, self-interest in, in somewhere in Beijing that it it benefits them to maintain that somehow. But I don't really see that happening because they've 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 gone after so many media companies. They've gone after so many other corporations there. I, I just it, it's like they're hell bent on their own destruction. Well, I think that there are a lot of Chinese people that are rational and would see this as something that is very hostile to their interests, but they don't live in a free information environment. They don't live with the freedom to actually criticize or raise inconvenient truths to their leadership. And it's actually quite telling that under Xi Jinping, the Communist Party doesn't have the confidence to let Hong Kong be Hong Kong or let Taiwan be Taiwan, that they have to clamp down 
like so harshly that the, you know that basically suggests that they don't have confidence in the durability of their own system. They can't afford for the rest of the Chinese people to see that look, the Hong Kong people can live with freedom. They're they're still country loving Chinese people, and there's no problem here because the Communist Party. If they allow that to happen in the rest of China. It's bye bye Communist Party. And they kind of, I mean, looking at the CCP's perspective, it always struck me as they sort of had to. They felt that they had to, and I'm not defending this at all. Obviously, I think it's evil, but it sort of felt like they had to clamp down on Hong Kong as 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 much as they did because of Taiwan, because Taiwan exists. Well, there is the fact that Taiwan has lived free. They are a much more significant economy in the world per capita than China is. I mean, people forget it's 23 million people yeah. versus 1.3 billion. And those 23 million people are, are one of the most important trading nations in the world and in among the top trade partners of the United States. And so it's a profound example that just dramatically undermines the lie that the Communist Party has been selling. Hong Kong did that too. But really, I think that something has snapped inside of China, and Xi Jinping might have been the one that snapped it. But he's really, really gone for, gone to the mat in rolling things back toward more of a cultural revolution kind of control inside China. And of course, that's what they're doing outside of China, which is why we have to be smart about it here, too. Yeah. Last question for you, uh, talking with our friend Stephen Yates. So everybody's focused on Ukraine, and not that that's a smaller story. I just happen to think China is a worse enemy. Because I think China has more resources than Russia does. And if anybody has questions on that, just look at how poorly. That's why I was really hitting the story of how poorly maintained Russia's military equipment was, how the morale of their soldiers. I mean, the measure of that country's strength is seen on the battlefield with the morale of their soldiers and how well equipped their, you know, their their tanks are. I mean, they're they're right. all I mean, it's just crazy. But Indo-Pacific. They're these man-made islands that they have. Apparently, one of them is called Mischief Reef, which I think is hysterical. I mean, this which sounds like some, from the Philippines. Yeah, it's like this is some Doctor Evil stuff. So you have Subi Reef, Fiery Cross Reef, Johnson Reef, Mischief Reef, and apparently, for just to kind of you know deduce it down into layman's terms, they've been getting a little froggy over there with some of these islands. They have the stuff that they stole from Philippines. They have their man-made islands. They've really increased their military exercises, as I understand it, involving these these islands. And NATO leaders, not just NATO, but also the other alliances that we have in in the Pacific are kind of looking at this eyebrows raised, kind of looking at Ukraine, then looking back over here. This this is this is concerning. It is concerning. And I, I trust that the American people, when presented with truth and real information, are capable of making the judgment that Vladimir Putin is evil and terrible and he needs to be met in terms of a challenge, but that Europe has the money and the material to be able to do a lot of that. And the United States of America has bigger interests in the world. And we don't have the luxury of dealing with every interest in every part of the world, especially simultaneously. When you look at the amount of the global economy that's dependent on those waterways that are the South China Sea, people don't know what the South China Sea is, but they sure know that they want to order something online and they want to go to a mega store to be able to pick it up. And that comes on a container ship through those waterways. And so we can't afford to have freedom of navigation there clamped down on. Of course, it's all good because Xi Jinping promised Barack Obama this is all peaceful and they're not going to be militarized. And of course, because they made that promise, there are no landing strips and there are no military sea vessels at those islands because the Chinese leader promised. So it's all good. (laughs) 
I sometimes wonder if Yates didn't write like Team America. <laughs> I sometimes wonder. That's and uh, one last quick point on that too. If people think the supply chain, because it's not just you know from products from China, you're talking about anything coming right. in from Philippines or or Indonesia or Vietnam or you know anywhere else. Oh my gosh, the supply chain disaster! If that sea actually became contested, the way that China's kind of wanting it to be, what a right. mess. Stephen Yates, we're out of time, but we always appreciate your insight. Thank you so much, my friend. Go follow him at YatesComs on Twitter. Stephen, thanks so much. Have a great week. Shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. No matter what ethnicity or no matter um, how you self-identify, and this is very important to us, and we're, we're proud to be a part of this, and we're partnering with, with WPPP. Uh, to put up billboards in major markets across Florida to let everyone know. We're targeting Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa, and West Palm Beach. Uh, we believe we're going to get about 5 million impressions, and they're going to be up for an eight-week period, period celebrating the diversity and acceptance of New York City. Uh, we will show this in the billboards. What an irresponsible use of taxpayer dollars. Right Eric now. Adams is putting up ads in Florida. He's in New York City's mayor. They're putting up ads in Florida to try to convince the gays to move back to New York City. Leave the beautiful weather, the no state income tax, the low crime, the beautiful manatees, and come back to New York for high crime and high taxes and getting murdered by being pushed onto train tracks. Yay! Needles and feces. New York. It's true. True. I really want to share with you what one of my friends who lives in uh, Keys, he is a gay conservative. I cannot say yeah, what no. he said because yeah, no. I will will get so fined. But it is so hysterical. He said something to the extent of being raped. That's all I can for the rapings is basically what he was saying. But if, that's all I'm going to say. It was hysterical, though. He's got that sense of humor. Why would anybody want to go? But why would you leave Florida to go to New York? That's like leaving the Shire to go to Mordor. Why would you do that? I don't get that reference, but... What? I know that... Uh, what? what? Everything can go back to Lord of the Rings, Kane. My bad. But higher rent, state taxes. I mean, everything in New York is literally worse than Florida. I don't understand... Come for a free punch in the head. I don't get how they'll, how they'll sell that idea. <laughs> but we got the theaters. Just don't get hit when you're coming in, right? Don't get shoved onto the tracks. I mean, they literally have like warnings like posted about this stuff now golly are you i don't think anybody would be convinced nobody would be convinced all right kane today in stupidity all right it is uh you know what why don't we why don't we make it our president (laughs) why don't we he referred to the former first lady michelle obama as vice president listen to this i'm deeply proud of the work she's doing as first lady with joining forces initiative she started with michelle obama when she was vice president and now carries on oh boy oh boy he's the guy at the helm by the way (laughs) oh man i don't know i want i want to see an actual conversation a real one between joe and kamala i'll be on uh, primetime fox with jesse waters tonight make sure you tune in sign up for the newsletter at substack back with you tomorrow